Welcome to the Washdown Podcast. And in tonight's episode, Chris, James, and I sit down and uh, we talk about what happened uh, in the Monday night football game um, and some of the uh, things we think need to happen going forward and just give our perspective on it. Um, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe, all that stuff on YouTube and on Spotify um, and on Amazon Music and all the other places that you get high quality podcasts um, and that we also happen to be on. So, yeah, here you go and uh, hope you enjoy it. Dude, it's just basically like, here, here's a mask and just do your thing, boo. Just sing. <laughs> Pro- the problem is you got to regulate. So you got to pop your ears, and when I do that, my eardrums blow out immediately. You need to move of your, previous injuries. If you're going to look at him, you got to move your mic over to where it's more squared in your face. Yeah, I did I'm that. Trying, I'm not trying to look at you the whole time. See, this is what happens when we bring guests on. Hands to yourself. Hands on your lap. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's bring Chris back. It'll be fun. We miss Chris. Come on, bring Chris back. He's back by unpopular demand. <laughs> by his own demand? <laughs> That's the unpopular part. <laughs> you know what? At least he didn't say, all right, let's make this a short one today. <laughs> Is that an option? I didn't know that we could do that. <laughs> no, it's not an option. I've been listening to this new podcast called The Powerful Man, and their episodes are only like 15 to 20 minutes. So I'm like, you know, they're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the attention span of most people. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't have these conversations in 15 to 20 minutes. Not with what. It's kind of like the TikTok videos. It's a three-minute one, and it's not a stand-up comic. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now there's there are the civil, like, I just straight-up assholes that want to watch the world burn that are like, Make a three minute video like you think's going like mm-hmm. you see someone digging a hole and you know and you're like, Oh god, I wonder what they're gonna hit and then it's just three minutes of them digging the hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I hope you die. Like damn you. Which I've also just gotten good at going to the comments and <laughs> everybody else is saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, all right, skipping this one. Or just don't you know, let a foreign government steal all your information. Dude, if you think that they don't have your information already. Yeah. I'm just saying, bro. Don't make it easy for them. Do you think the government is secure? Like, I got Alexa's. The government knows every time I fucking farted in my sleep last night. Like, <laughs> I've just accepted that. <laughs> Which brings us to the next topic of why the fuck are we shadow banned on YouTube? Because James know. farts in his sleep is recorded yeah, by Alexa. Yeah. To China, <laughs> who owns YouTube. I didn't know this was going to become the conspiracy theory podcast. I don't. I don't know if YouTube's owned by China, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's a subsidiary. Or In fact, Bill, Bill Gates. Maybe pod, I don't know. Our podcast is owned by China. We don't even know it. Dude, I want to raise. Sponsored by ramen noodles. <laughs> I like ramen noodles. I love ramen noodles. And Toyota. <laughs> That's not Chinese. Whatever. It's not Chinese. <laughs> I did watch a video. What, uh, does China make a car? Yes, they do. They make 
a bunch of different cars, just like every like, other country. They like have what? Anything here? Like what? No. Like, uh, nothing that's sold here, though. No. Right? So I watched a video the other day of the cheapest pickup truck you can buy. It's a $3,000 electric truck from China. That. I did it's see that. Dude from Australia. Yeah. And he's like, like a DeLorean. He's trying to unbox <laughs> it. Dude, they made sure that that motherfucker was boxed. Let's just say that. He had to, like, it didn't even have enough power because it came in, like, a plywood box and then had, like, metal framing around it. Well, once you get all the plywood off, it's sitting, the wheels end up down in between the uh, the bars of the metal. Mm-hmm. Didn't have enough power to drive up over the bars to drive out. Did he use his tractor to pull it? No, he actually had to jack it up and, like, half-ass redneck some ramps to back it up and then almost backed into a fucking tree because he didn't have room. Like he had it dropped in his backyard and backed it up to the point where he could get it to the tree and then had to do another ramp to kind of go over the side and around and drive it around. Yeah. That sounds like some ginger Billy stuff. Pass. (laughs) (laughs) Love that guy. All right. So we're talking about sports. I thought we were talking about China, but the funny thing is they're probably the same if it's the NBA. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Fuck the NBA. Um, That's right. I said it. Oh, Adam Silver's coming to you. He can eat a dick. I don't care. It's not basketball anymore. Sports. NFL. NFL. Um, My Facebook feed, I'm sure probably same as yours, Chris, not Jamie, because he's fucking lame and doesn't have one. Yep, he's, has been. F- he's a spy. He yeah, have Facebook has been. Uh, Wouldn't a good spy have Facebook? I no, literally leave mine he, logged in for him. I'm like, hey, just do whatever. No, okay. Um, no, it's not on this computer. And uh, last time you left it logged in, I just see a whole bunch of messages being, 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 being all the fucking all? time. No, <laughs> I read them. And <laughs> you got put in fucking Facebook jail. That was my old Facebook. This is my yeah. new approved Facebook. <laughs> so having it logged in for me was completely fucking useless. It's not my fault. You can still read the feed if you're in jail, can't you? Yeah. You just can't do anything. It's like you get to look at the world. You just don't get to interact <laughs> You with can't it. participate. <laughs> oh, so it's like me normally on Facebook. I'm just like, eh, whatever. I don't interact with things. I've actually backed. I haven't. I've, that was my New Year's resolution is to back off social media this year. Great. The one thing you're supposed to be involved with on the podcast is the one thing you've resolved not to do this year. But when you put it that way, <laughs> so it'd be like, how can year. you it'd do less like of? Year. How can you do less of nothing? No, just my, just my own page. It, it, I it, developing an unhealthy relationship. We talked about it, mm-hmm. so I'm working on it. Jesus, he's always like, "Good help, improve yourself." I'm like, "Hey, I'm improving myself." He's like, "Well, fuck you for doing that." <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> too late, motherfucker. <laughs> too late. <laughs> It's like you've never met Jeremy before. <laughs> That's why he's got a coat that says dick on it. Nothing's ever good enough. Just like my dad. Never met him before either. Oh, shit. Anyway. Wow, that took a way left turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I have standards and you just are unable to live up to those standards. I'm I'm fine not, aren't you, Chris? <laughs> That's not really mean to say. But I, don't want to say <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I fucking got a loaner car just to drive up here for this shit. I could have been doing literally anything else. 
I could be napping right now. Yeah, napping, fucking sitting on my hands. Hey, I don't care. I could be playing Call of Duty, so. Um, fucking nerd. Anyway, <laughs> my my face, my social media feed has been very full going back to Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Um, and the super tragic, very scary incident with DeMar Hamlin. Um, the, it's funny watching, like having a bunch of cop and fire and EMS and nurse friends on your feet and just watching the evolution of it. Cause at first they were like, that's coming of course. And I was like, yeah, yeah, probably. And then now we've kind of, see, I went through three of them. That was one, uh, or dissect, di- dissecting aorta because of the sudden stop or he might've had a triple A. So I- any one of those three could have been. But I knew it wasn't a concussion. It didn't look like a concussion or anything like no. that. But the more information that came out, it led to the. I was Cordis. thinking, Cordis, AAA or clot. I didn't think dissection because once they said they got a pulse back, I was like, well, we, that that, that took me away from the AAA and the dissecting yeah. order because they got a pulse back. But until that information came out, it was still a possibility because of what we saw. It has been. <clears throat> What was interesting watching my feed is there's the there's there's two ways of thinking. There was my medical friends, <laughs> and then there was everybody else. And I felt kind of, I guess, just an asshole is the best way to say it. I don't know, jaded or see. I I didn't see it as my wife and I were talking about it. We were we were eating dinner when my brother texted me about the game because we were watching Supernatural. Didn't really care about Monday Night Football. If it's not the Chiefs, I really don't care. Uh, <clears throat> and my brother texted me, asked me, "What are you watching this?" I was like, "Nope, what's up?" So he, we flip it on, and we're like, "Oh shit!" And I, my question was, "Am I a fucked up individual?" Because of what the reporters were saying and all that, I know that's where you were headed. Yeah. Well, there there was two aspects to that. There was the like, it it almost became. I got it. I almost got annoyed by it. Truthfully, there I, I was. The reporters are like, they're having to breathe for him. I'm like, that's what you fucking do when they die. The the one on ESPN, like, the, the feed. I don't know her name. Uh, she, Susie. She's with uh, Susie Bo- and Booger McFarland. Yeah, her, and Susie. And I'm not faulting her at all. You're a journalist. You have zero medical knowledge. Kind of like most journalists have zero knowledge of whatever they're reporting on. They just don't know, and they kind of Ron Burgundy it. That's right. I said it. <clears throat> they just they see something, they latch on, and they keep saying it over and over. Yeah. In a cardiac arrest, everybody gets oxygen. Yeah. Period. That's standard protocol. And nobody's breathing. They're not breathing. They're, and guess what? Their heart's not beating. Or it's not beating correctly because there's other rhythms you can go into. And only and that whole, I'm a, I'll, for everybody who doesn't know, that shit you see on TV when it's a flat line and they shock it, bullshit. <laughs> You don't fucking shock that. It would it would literally be like if they pulled two firefighters onto Fox News one day if the stock market crashed, and they'll be like, give us your idea of it. And they'll be like, well, um, we'll see the red the red arrows. Those aren't good. And uh, we we're, money, we're losing bad. money, and that's bad. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's going to be hard times. Like, no shit. Like, and that's kind of what it felt like. Like it that's was, what that's how I felt. I was like, you know, and we're, we're not, we're not at doctor level. I wouldn't even say there's a lot of nurses that know a lot more than we do, or think they do. Yeah, or, and there's some that think they do. There's a lot of <laughs> medicine that think they know a lot too. Yeah, and 
you, know, there's, you have critical care mm-hmm. medics who know a lot more than, than we do. There's medics in rural systems that are able to do and know a lot more than we know because of the systems we work in. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But <clears throat> at the same time, bring on somebody who's at least got a basic knowledge. Like, go get Dr. Gupta. There's always, there is always a doctor with the name of Gupta on every channel. Find one and bring him in, please. That's moving, kinda... moving on from that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching that. There is. There's always. Just I thought stop. it was. I always thought it was the same. I just figured they're the same family at this point. And they just diversify themselves over the networks. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, well, we're getting so canceled. Just <laughs> like can from now on. It's not even going to wow. be shadow banning at that point. It's just wow. going to be. You're done. You but you can't say that, man. What? It is. There is. Anyway, so I, unlike the two of you, didn't wasn't watching it, and I didn't get a text about it. I saw it on my news feed, and immediately I thought, okay, it's the Cordis thing. And then, as the days progressed, and everybody, all the talking heads are talking, and oh, you know, they canceled the game and they're so distraught and all that stuff. My thought was, what about the two paramedics that just did CPR in In front front of of a live studio audience, people? And And 75,000 people. And got a code save. Yeah. Jam up job. Yeah. What did they do? Did they get to, you know, go home? No, they probably went back to work and ran another one. Within an hour. So I wonder if they do it like we do when we work out. Uh, if there were standby or something like yeah. that. So that you work your 8 to 12 hour shift. Still, I mean, they weren't off duty. No, they were. So you're, so it's that on duty, off duty thing, right? But, I mean, you get my point yeah. of Ch- nobody. nobody's are, mentioned them. You know, and I even, I even saw the counter argument to that. Someone said, well, they're not related to the person they're doing CPR. That's not their family. That's not their brother that they spend days with and i'm like oh get the fuck over but you know what fair argument but i also know a lot of firefighters that have had to go right back to work after a line of duty death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and that and that's not that what we what we always say and what we hear is that's how you honor someone is by getting back on the rig and doing your job yeah like there so is now, no- and, and so let me be clear i'm not saying that they shouldn't have canceled the game they should have canceled the game. Absolutely. They should have canceled yes. the game because they should have done a hell of a lot quicker too. Those so fucking I, pussies could not have played after that. Now reschedule it for the next fucking not, they're day. Not, they're not pussies. Yeah, nah. they'll, they'll beat my ass. I Whatever. might. I might. I might win a fight with the kicker. Not Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> Maybe now. <laughs> um, but so the, the, them canceling the game and how long it took. You got to remember, there's a lot of moving parts. Also, too, I think yeah. they canceled it a lot longer. I think they before. canceled it earlier before it was released. It was like 20 media. minutes when they started breaking down the equipment before then they were like. Yeah. So there, yeah. there, there was that so, point where maybe we're going to continue. We don't but, know yet. So might as well be prepared. But anyway, continue. so but this also brings up another point for me. So this happened to an NFL player on live TV. It's been all over the news. This also happened a few years ago to a little league pitcher. And he fucking died. That wasn't in the news for more than ten seconds. What 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 I think I've been trying to at least portray in like in talks I've had with my grandpa and friends about this is like it's not a 
to me, this is not a, well, firefighters have it worse. It's not a, we have it worse, or, or law enforcement or nurses or whoever it may be. It's not a matter of, God, well, we have it worse, pay attention to us. It's not a matter of that. But what I think it's, what I've noticed it truly doing is just bringing to light a lot of important topics. Everything from early CPR mm-hmm. and early oxygenization to the skill set that paramedics actually have which I think goes under look sometimes of, of what their roles and responsibilities actually are and what they can do, which is treat a cardiac arrest and a code save. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually commend them for working it there, like realizing that moving the patient and early CPR and consistent so I had, CPR. I had family good. ask me about that. How come they were doing it right there and then throw them in the ambulance and, yeah. and leave and all that's like, oh, there's a lot to it. I, One, the studies are out there and they've shown that early CPR and CPR right there without moving the patient because when you move them you stop cpr mm-hmm. unless you have an auto pulse or a lucas device or a thumper which they probably didn't have was the way it looked but, yeah you know you didn't get a clear picture so you're whenever you stop I mean, we all know this the three of us do and i'm sure people watching do that when you stop doing cpr all that blood pressure you've built up all the flow that you built up the oxygenation oxygen is oxygenation thank you that you built up goes away quickly every time you do a pulse check you're starting back at zero it was better for him for them to do cpr right then and there get that aed on or if they you know if it was manual interpretation it was defibrillator whatever it is they used to get his heart you think he was in v-fib i think he was in v-fib i I, I wondered that if he was if they shocked him he was in v-fib i don't think he was in v-tac I think it was a V-fib. If it was, if it was true cordis, I would he, not, assume it would be a V-fib, yeah. You had a run of V-fib for probably which is why he minutes. Which is why he stood up. Yeah. And, and, he went, went, uh, and they had that look of something's not right and over he went. It's because of the V-fib. It's so crazy to think he was dead before up. he even stood up. If you think about it. Probably. His brain. He, he was still getting that blood flow. Yeah. he was, And it wasn't related to the rest of the body. But that's why you saw him react the way he did, in my opinion. And I'm not a doctor. And that's when he fell over in V-fib. The early CPR kept the blood flowing. It kept oxygen moving around. Kept oxygen going to the brain and the vital organs. And the, the shock sent him into back to a sinus rhythm. The the one thing I've seen a, a lot of discussion on, which like I said, it, it's not a, when I say it, it brings light to a lot of important things. So like I said, early, the importance of early CPR. That's everybody can learn. The importance of what paramedics actually do. That's something everybody needs to know. But I think it also brings the importance of what first responders see. And we, let's disregard the bills and the bingles for now, but let's talk about, you know, a, a lot, I've seen a lot of reactions of fans being like, you know, my kids shouldn't have to see that. I didn't want to see that. It was a traumatic experience. And, and that's where the aspect truly does come in is, it is like watching somebody's chest cave in during cpr is a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. hearing cartilage and ribs break is a traumatic experience hearing family members scream bloody murder is a traumatic experience no matter if the person's eight or 80 and that is a now i think it's the discussion is finally that i've seen has been like oh wow that was terrible but our first responders are experiencing that daily weekly monthly like and it's, and that goes back to then too, like the 
discussions we've had so many times on the show of compartmentalization and putting things away in boxes, like, because in order for the effectiveness you saw of those paramedics on the field rendering care, that shit has to go in boxes. We, we They can't be the crowd. They can't be the players. They can't be crying. They can't be, you know, praying and begging and doing all these things. Like, it has to get fucking stowed, and the job has to be done. And there is no postponement. There's no suspension. There is no your chief and the other department's chief get together and say, hey, let's give them a break. It, it, it has to fucking get done. They need to go do it again. Mm-hmm. How many shifts have you had where you've had multiple cardiac arrests? I've lost count, but it's usually Thanksgiving or Christmas. <laughs> the, the multiple cardiac arrests, the, the shootings, the stabbings, the serious assaults, the serious car wrecks, a burn victim out of a fire, all on the same shift. I had three shootings on New Year's Eve. And you go from one and kept to the other. Worse. To the other. <laughs> Move the mic a little but, closer to your face. But then th- this led me to where I, you know, my wife and I were talking, and I was like, because I didn't have that same reaction that the media has, that the fans have, that that the general public has. So does that make me a fucked up individual? To make us a fuck a, a fucked up group of people. So and I, I include nurses in there. You know. So here's what I think. Here's what I think about that. Um, no, I think what it makes you is an individual or a group of individuals who have a knowledge of what's actually taking place because a lot of that fear and anxiety and that general feeling or whatever that a lot of people have expressed and the trauma per se is because they don't know what's happening. And it, and it is relative to them. Yeah. Like, so it's, we talked about that. We talked yeah. about knowledge gap, right? Of let's say you spend your whole career on a truck and then all of a sudden you're supposed to be on a pumper. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, you got a general kind of idea. You've seen, you've seen you, it done. You've seen it done, but you haven't done it. I mean, and it's like a better example would be, okay, James, let's go fly it. A helicopter right now. We are so fucking you got, Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even get it off the ground because we don't know how to do it. It's something we've seen done. I know it takes all four limbs. Uh, yes. And that's about all I know. Yeah. I think this one here is your up and down. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know how to turn it on. But, I mean, that's the thing of, and I think that's kind of one of the points that you're trying to make is, it's kind of bridging that knowledge gap for everybody so, for them to actually see, you know, what we do and yeah. what it is on a day to day basis. So you had 75,000 fans, I think, were there. 75, so, I want to say it's 65. I think that could be 65. Any, anyway, there, there was a, a lot, shit ton. There's a lot of yeah. people there. So before you got here, I was reading Jeremy's article that popped up on the Book of Faces. It was um, by on EMS One. And it was so the collapse of Buffalo Bill safety. <laughs> Uh, Hamlin in front of a national audience on live television stunned millions and left players, fans, and viewers in shock. Keep going. I'm good. I'll be back in like five seconds. Got the Jeopardy music? Um, do, 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 do. That's all we can use without being copyright infringement. Oh. I think. I don't know. I don't know how those rules work. I There's just do so what many I want. Laws. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> So anyway, James is back in the room, so okay. Chris will continue reading. That was odd. I, I'm still coughing, Chris. 
I'm sick. Flu is bad this year, okay? If I get sick, I'm going to be so pissed. No, that was like three <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> All right, so like live television's done millions, and live audience, players, uh, fans, and viewers in shock. So, his medical personnel rushed to help help him. He was in, he was in sudden cardiac arrest. ESPN cut away from the chaos, a move that a journalist and former paramedic didn't agree with. So, I agree with this guy, and I don't, and I'll explain why. So, he wrote that he wrote a series of articles um, in 2005 exam- examining EMS across the country. And he's talked about sudden cardiac arrest. And he says, uh, when a victim is lucky enough to be near people who witness the collapse, they are extremely lucky when those bystanders recognize the urgent need for CPR and an AED. Tragically, people often don't get it. So he's talking about CPR. So they dial 911 and then stand around looking at each other anxiously until rescue crews arrive. How many times have we run a call where it's cardiac arrest, whether somebody's family member or just out in the middle of public? And they're, nobody's doing anything because they don't know. So he's talking about if you saw the collapse, now you know what sudden cardiac arrest looks like. It looks like fainting. The person drops. They may gasp a few times for more air, and then they are still lifeless. He continued, had ESPN been able to provide play-by-play commentary, the public would have seen how simple it is to save a life, how pushing on the chest was moving blood, how the pads applied to the chest would determine if a shock was needed. Then, as everyone was told to clear and not touch him, how the simple push of a button delivered the only thing in the world that could return him to normal life, a defibrillator shock. So this is, I agree with him, but I don't. So yeah, it would have been a great teaching tool. It would have been great awareness for everybody to say, hey, we all need to go learn how to do bystander CPR. It's very simple. There's no touching of the mouth anymore, like it was in the old TV shows. It's just straight compressions. And then you tell someone to run again AD. There is an app that you can download on your phone that will tell you where the closest AED is. Mm-hmm. That's Paul's point. It's yellow. It's not. It's different than what we've got. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, they could have watched them do CPR for 30 minutes, an hour, however long they want to do it. I don't know what their protocols are. Mm-hmm. And not get him back. And they could have watched a man die. I don't want anybody to watch somebody die. It's a horrible thing to see. So it could have gone either way. But even though they ESPN cut away, they could have educated. They could have still educated and talked about what needed to be done by bringing in an expert. Who every news media outlet out there has an expert for everything on call. They have a contract with everybody, and you can't tell me they don't. You can't convince me. Yeah, I'll be, so, I'll be Stephen Crowder on this so one. I, I'm a hundred percent on bringing in an expert to talk everybody through what's going on. However, showing it on live TV, I'm 100% against. Yeah. That is sensationalism and voyeurism. That's yes. all that is. And, and I, I it annoys that. me to no fucking end whenever these fucking ESPN, I Fox, can't stand ABC, media does that. they keep fucking showing they the same fucking injury. Yeah. They you put know. cameras in people's faces when something tragic in their family happens yeah. to try and get a story. I, I hate it. Yeah. I you ask for privacy on your end when something happens within your little family. Yeah. But you don't give that respect to anybody else. Yeah. So why, while you're 100% right, I actually had a different look at it. Because I had some medical friends making the comments like, they need to show it. People need to see. On one hand, like, yeah, whatever. But on the other hand, and, and hear me on this, I think you guys know where I stand politically. I looked at it a lot like how people would complain about um, 
LGBTQ agendas in schools or critical race theory in schools. Their argument always was, it's the parent's job to teach it. We don't want you force-feeding it down our kids' throats. And I looked at that the same way, like, it's the parent's job to talk about death and resuscitation and emergencies. Mm -hmm. It's not ESPN's job to force-feed it down their throat. It's, we can't, like, and some of those people were the same ones complaining about that, like, with their political views. And it's, to me, it's, it's all kind of the same. You can't. We can't force feed things that people aren't. Well, let's get are, down. Ready let's for. get down to brass tacks, though. What is ESPN? Are they a, a, a medical channel? They're an entertainment company. They they provide sports entertainment and news. That's it. Sports. It's not fucking TLC. It's not the Discovery Medical Channel. No, but the, I think I think so because of what happened. It happened live on TV while they were broadcasting the game on multiple channels. Multiple ESPN channels and even local channels. Yeah, where I think they still could have not shown it, but now you ha- have to address it because it did happen mm. to a live audience. Absolutely, and now kids are going to have a lot of questions. And there's, let's be honest, if you ask me stuff about the stock market, like he brought up, I don't know. Ask an expert. All right, so who has access to an expert right then and there? ESPN. So don't show the CPR because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But bring in your expert where you can ask legitimate there questions. There were so many potential for education there. Appropriate, and timely education. You know, you know the expert your... that they were talking to was the NFL rules expert of what's going to happen to the game. Yeah, don't care. I don't care about the game. Yeah. You could throw that out the window. But yeah. you could bring that expert in and, ha- and be able to talk about CPR and what the causes might have been because we don't have all the information. So that's why you have so many different things that could have been. And now, if parents don't want to watch it with their kids, it's very, very simple. Change channel. Mm-hmm. Watch SpongeBob. I don't care what you watch. But if you don't want to get that, I, if you don't want your kids to be exposed to that, I understand that. But if they were watching the game with you, now they've seen it. And most kids today have cell phones and iPads and they'll find it. Computers. It's going to be all. Or over. they're going to school the next day, and kids, other kids are going to watch it. So you're going to have questions to where it does need to be addressed at home, and where schools can send things home. I'm going to stop you right there. For the parents. I'm going to stop you right there. You're saying that it's uh, the parents' responsibility to actually do parenting. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the way it's parenting fucking works. idiot. It's 2023. <laughs> See, I even updated my year. It's 2023. Because uh, I was still going 22. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we can't expect people to actually do what they're supposed to do. Sorry. One of my So one of my favorite, what I've... I guess viral posts, if you want to call it that. I hate to just sound so social media influenced, but which brings up a question. I'm going to ask you this: Why is it called viral? Like that's a bad connotation. It, yeah. Like if it goes viral, yeah, I don't know. that's I bad. About that. I wonder if it's it said virtual reality. Mm, no, I think it just means it propagates uncontrollably. Yeah, at that, a rapid that, rate. That could be that they have, nobody has control of why it goes where it goes. Yeah. But it said, "There's no forgetting the first person you ever saw receive CPR. There's no forgetting the first person you ever performed CPR on. There's no forgetting the first person you lose despite their best efforts. We always remember our first. They haunt our walking dreams and sleep into our nightmares. But in order to survive and save the next life, we swallow them down and lock them away in the deepest caverns of our souls." We always remember our first, but how many have we forgotten? 
to the millions of people that watched a young, strong, and athletic young man die, be violently resuscitated for 20 minutes on a field, then to see him whisked off to the ICU, informed that he died and needed, needed resuscitation again, and though he is alive, still in critical condition, you have every right to be traumatized. What happened on Monday was traumatic to every party involved. DeMar Hamlin's 24 years old in peak physical condition, and yet is in critical condition, and we watched it all happen. Just remember that every day in the field and in hospitals all over the world, this scenario happens multiple times a day, sometimes to the same person. These people that perform these valiant efforts to save a life feel the same trauma, sadness, and disbelief as all of those feeling it over DeMar Hamlin. Our feelings are ex, ex what's that word? Expon, exponentially? exponentially? The, with the past tense version of it. I can never say it. I don't know. I'd have to say Exponated? It to the point of numbness, disassociation, and really dark humor, which are all really just mechanisms and survival of coping. In the shock and horror of events at the Bills Bengals game, you have that have you shook up. Please find your closest way. Please find your closest healthcare worker and give them a big hug. And it goes on and on. I every everything that person said was right. What what I'm looking for now is what's next. Right? Don't. I don't want a stupid rule of, like, we can't hit players in the chest now. I, I'm not looking for that. But what is the NFL going to do to improve uh, community improvement? We hear it all the time, all the bullshit they do. So What's the add, NFL going to do to improve the community So by this? here, here's my question. Why do they have to do anything? This has happened one time in a league that's been, what, they're 100 years old? Or pushing 100 years old? Yeah. One yeah. time, was it? I think it was 1971. So what I read, I'll answer. Well, a player died, but it wasn't from that. I'll no, answer something else. I'll answer you. So, I'll answer your question of why they need to, is because I'm not talking for player safety. I'm talking for community awareness. If the NFL gives a shit, at this point, the NFL should be spearheading hands only CPR and AEDs in lower income communities, CPR classes in low income communities, and the NFL Players Association, who are our union brothers, should step up and start advocating nationwide for low staffing and low pay for their fellow union brothers that saved their union brother's life. That's what needs to happen. That's the reality of it. I want to see people's money where their mouth is now. We saw what cardiac... Pe- people now have woke up to what cardiac arrest has done is. They woke up to how it happened to anybody. They woke up to what paramedics do and the importance of healthcare workers. How are you going to advocate for them because they have desperately been needed advocation for for the last three years and even longer than that? You know, yeah, what, but you, people you know have an AD costs for a business to have. I don't know. about five grand a piece. Yeah, they're not cheap. But NFL ain't have, broke. Well, and they're no. and they're five hundred one three C. That got revoked. Good. Several years ago, actually. Um, have people really woken up, though? That's my question. Or is this going to be gone in a week? I don't think they can. As soon as, as soon as he gets out of the hospital, it'll be like, hey, he's back. Great. No, and here's, and here's, and this is fucked up to say, but here's why I don't think it's and the going focus away. Is, the focus is going to stay on the players. See, I think, I think it'll, I think this is a, this is monumental for the NFL. And I'm not saying like, it like could in, their, be. in their timeline. Because now, 
with the reality of it is we're talking about the first ever cancellation, like straight up cancellation of a game because of something like that. We're talking about implications of playoffs down the road. DeMar Hamlin's name will be in every other sentence of every broadcast until the Super Bowl is over because his cardiac arrest is having ripple effects all the way down the road. Not necessarily in healthcare, but just in the grand scheme of things. Right, but again, Mm -hmm. that's focused on the NFL. That's not everything that you just said about hands-only CPR and them spearheading that and all that stuff. See how you even you've switched and talked about how it's having ripple effects in the NFL. But what I'm saying is, as long as his name is in the forefront, that's my hope. Is as long as his name is in the forefront, what happened to him is as well, and how we can educate and learn from it. Like there, I'm sorry, you can't fucking tell me. Like the NFL has one move, and that's to thank the first responders for what they did and ask them what they can do for them and the communities they serve. You want, just, you want to you, you dude? If they you, were just doing their job. That's what they get paid for. If you want to fucking go in, for. if you want to go in and fucking give out flag football lessons in underprivileged communities and minority communities, give them what they really, really need: proper access to health care, good medical resources, good medical education. That's what they need. That's how communities flourish. It's not through playgrounds and flag football. And. We have seen time after time the epidemic of the lack of ability for health care and the lack of education for the importance of proper health care in our underprivileged and minority communities and urban areas. I don't, I don't think it's limited to those communities, though, James. No, but they're the ones greatest impacted by it. Mm, yes and no. I mean, the district that I work in has the wealthiest of the wealthiest and the poorest of the poor and i see a lot of the same problems on both sides of the street and a lot of it is lack of knowledge so i don't think more knowledge for everybody is a bad thing i agree with you on that so but that's that's the the nfl has a very large reach a very large audience Mm -hmm. to where if they put out the education the right way and we know the nfl can market it the right way because they're very good at marketing Mm-hmm. you would reach pretty much everybody in the country and overseas because there's a lot of NFL fans in other countries. It, and they need the education too. It needs to be, it's a worldwide education. C- Absolutely. CPR is. is not political. It's not religious. It's not income-based. It's not race-based. It's not race-based. There, there's no – there is no – Okay, I'm going to stop you guys right here. Everything is political. Okay, it's 2023. Get on board, fellas. I I think if you went to the chambers and asked Congress, is CPR a good thing, you're going to get hands on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and then (laughs) ask them to do something about it. And then hands will go down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, like, and and that's the thing. I just, I've become, like, I get the NFL, like, this is fresh. This is four days old. There's a lot. They have groups working on how to unfuck the playoff schedule and seating that is that brought on but there damn well better be a group moving forward for for this there's just no there's no reason not to it's no i 100 percent agree i think it's a it's, especially if he would have died he would have died in vain if they didn't if they didn't educate I, I think they have a very big opportunity to do something that would positively impact 
So not only this country, but the world, as you guys have pointed out. My question is, are they going to? Because they've shown time and time again that they I mean, we're dropped about the fuck. This, we're talking about the same NFL that wanted these guys to play five minutes after. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I, 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 I read know. an article about I that. If, I don't know if they wanted to. They, nobody knew. So you're like, so okay, the the executive vice president of the NFL gave an interview yesterday, last night or today, sometime, and I read the article of it, and he said, I don't know where they got that from. He goes, but that was not. It was never an option. Like we, I was in constant communication with the referee, who, and the commissioner, and what we were talking about was giving the coaches enough time in the locker rooms to talk to the players. He goes, continuing the game wasn't even a conversation. Like, that was – I don't know where ESPN got that from. Because they, they put the graphic on the screen. They yeah, did. They were like yeah. five minutes. Well, you, you saw Joe yeah. Burrow warming up. Yeah. Yeah. So You I, saw Stephon so Diggs my, my trying to is, rally the guys, yeah. which I'm like, so, the fuck you didn't say I, th- I think minutes. it was the yeah. telephone game. I, I think that's what we saw was the telephone game. So, the – NFL want to give the coaches time with their team, but we got to make a decision. So go talk to your team and see what they want to do. We want to cancel the game. Would be my guess is how kind of how that conversation went. Yeah. And ESPN caught wind of a little bit from, you know, Billy Bob's cousin, yeah. uncle's wife. Yeah. As well, and it's like, oh, they got five minutes. They're going to play again. Yeah. And that they ran with it because yeah. you've got to be first. Well, that was their NFL rules analyst, whatever the fuck See, his name I, is, I'll tell you, was saying that they could delay it five minutes and then they had to start I'll again. tell you exactly where I think it came from because everybody, everything those guys get upstairs is from the guy on the field. The dude in the blue jumpsuit with the orange glove. He is the one doing all the communicating upstairs. I guarantee you, League said, all right, five minutes to warm up. And he said, okay, hey, guys, we've got five minutes to warm up. Here's what we're going to do. And then the graphic came on the screen. It wasn't until the Bengals head coach walked across the field and goes, go fuck yourselves. Like, yeah. and I, it, it could be that well, way, too. And, I, we and don't know. We here's there. the thing. Here's the thing. The NFL has shown, and now all of a sudden we're a sports podcast. The NFL has shown in the past they make bad fucking decisions, and they drop the ball repeatedly. And they have on important issues in the past. I don't see that changing. Would I like to see it fucking change? Would I like to see them take the initiative and fucking do what needs to be done? Yeah, I would love that. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be part of the 24-hour news cycle. And the second that he gets out of the hospital or dies or whatever, which he... According, he's making, he's, he's making improvements. Yeah, he's awake. Yeah. awake too. Yeah, so the second he gets out of the hospital... And after the playoffs and all that stuff, and they figure all that stuff out, I think you won't hear about this. You'll hear about it when the Bills have a big game. And it'll be, oh, a year after, how are you doing? It'll be just like concussions, sweep that shit under the yeah. rug. Yeah. How often, as, as we sit here and discuss this, what are the similarities you're finding between the NFL and so many departments with their fire management? <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I had this shit-eating grin on my face. I'm just like, they are fucking hand-in-hand. Hand. Yeah. It's uh, it's more about optics than it is about anything else. It's not about the reality of what's going on. How do we keep the product on. going? How do we keep the players on the field? How do we keep the rigs pulling out of the stations? Mm-hmm. The problem is one is for entertainment and one is for life safety. Yeah. Yeah, that is the fucking problem. Because guess what? 
we're short staffed. Everybody's fucking short staffed. And, ev- and everybody nationwide. And everybody's under pain. Yeah. And guess what? People aren't applying. I don't care what you read in the fucking news. Nobody wants this fucking job. You know, it's it just the irony. I don't, I don't even know it's irony. This the the image of the sixty thousand dollar a year person, probably forty thousand dollar a year person, being cool, calm, and collected, while saving the life of a multi millionaire, while other multi millionaires run away and cry, mm-hmm. is about as ironic as it gets. Oh, I think that was an appropriate reaction from guys who don't know what's going on. Yeah, but those see, and that's that's God, the thing you don't. I'm know. gonna get in trouble. God, I'm gonna get in trouble. Here's the thing, like, and I get it. It's out of their scope. Like, they're supposed to be cool, calm, and collected when there's ten seconds on the clock, and they're doing the game-winning drive, or they got to make the game-winning stop. They got to be dialed in, right? We've all played sports. Every yeah. one of us has. And you have to be calm. You know, you can't freak the fuck out. It's like, it's different. It's a high-stress job. It's a, it's a high-stress high job. High-stress jobs. High so stress. you would think that they would make better fucking decisions. You would think. No, here's the thing. Mm. If you think about it, high-stress job. Millions of people to keep happy. NFL players make millions of dollars. High-stress job. Air traffic controllers. Making little dots not hit other little dots. High-paying job. Brokers dealing with millions of dollars to make other people millions of dollars. High stress job, large amounts of money. The one job that keeps everybody alive and unfucks their fuck ups, forty five grand a year. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're making too much or their or their reactions are inappropriate. It's that the one that allows them to stay alive to do their job is the lowest making one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can go down. Well, we never took the job to get rich, right? No. I know. Well, I, mean, I really didn't. That's, it's not so, a bullshit statement. I didn't. So it, in the in the scope of in what society, you're talking in a society about. that uses monetary value for everything. Well, dude, you talk about teachers and how fucking underpaid they are. Oh God! And the importance Edu- educating the society. Yeah, keeping it alive and educating so it. The whenever, two most important things. <laughs> yeah, whenever I was in school, you know, elementary, high school, back home in Louisiana. The average teacher's salary in Louisiana was below the national poverty line. Like, they literally qualify for welfare. Now, it's gotten a little better, but most of now the Now they're people, at the poverty line. Yeah. M- most of the people that I know that went on to become teachers, they did the, uh, in Louisiana, we had a TOPS program, and if you did an education degree, you could get college paid for then you had to agree to work in the state of Louisiana as a teacher for like three years or whatever. So they did, did their three years, and then moved across state lines 15 minutes to Texas and made twice as much money. How is that okay? Everything's better in Texas, Jeremy. But, I mean, how is it okay that we're paying teachers that little? How is it okay that we're paying cops as little as we're paying them? Or firefighters and EMTs where you've got – you talk about a primary care fucking doctor who has to look everything up on Google Med, and they're going to make a million dollars a year. It, it, it's just—it's funny. You're like, hey, hello, group of people. Would you please feed us, educate us, keep us alive, and keep us safe? Yeah, we'll do that. But fuck off. We ain't paying you for it. Yeah. Oh, but we we appreciate you. Yeah. And we'll send you cards and cookies. Yeah. 
And when your life goes down the shitter from all the trauma that you've seen, um, well, you knew what you were signing up for. Um, we told you what was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, oh, th- there's treatment centers you can go to, but you have to pay for those out of your own pocket. And you got to wait. And yeah. And you got to wait. Well, how long do I have to wait? Eh, it could be six months. Could be a year. Great. I had a short wait. I booked my therapist back in November. Mm-hmm. I just saw her yesterday. And she said, wow, I was able to get you in fast. That's not fucking good. No. <laughs> well, and you want to talk about another group of people who are overworked and underpaid. Therapists. Especially therapists who deal with our dumb asses. They are severely overworked and underpaid. I just... There is no taking away from the civilians and the non-medical personnel and their trauma. They saw what they saw. They reacted how they reacted to it based off their own upbringing and their own upraising. That There's nothing wrong with that. No. Everything absolutely. is relative. Yeah. We, as a society now, have to have this conversation. It, it is... September 11th exposed what we do. Monday night exposed what we see. And we have to react accordingly to it. So, and let me ask you this question. Do you think anybody outside of this room and outside of the people that we know that are in this field are having this conversation? Do you think the NFL is having this conversation? I would, I would pray they are, but I don't think so. Or I don't some, think so either. Or some marketing intern has it written down on a piece of paper to bring up as an idea that's probably going to get swatted down. And, and at that point then... It even goes to me. It's past the NFL, and it goes to the NFLPA. They are union brothers. They need to step up. It, it's. I'm, I'm sorry, and I hope I hope one of them is listening to this. It'd be really cool if it was. Um, <laughs> it, it'd be up for an hour if they do. The, yeah, the NFL players association need, needs to step up and support their union brothers for the work they did for them, and the strife that as a service fire and EMS and law enforcement has gone through the last three years. Yeah. And not glad handing, not that fucking, Oh, Hey guys, good job. Hey, we're going to buy you some vests or things like that. No fucking advocate, advocate and educate. We're going to, we're going to have a photo op at your fire station or at your EMS station. Like it doesn't take money. Like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't take money to advocate and educate. They all have the platforms to do it. Mm-hmm. Fucking tweet about it. Fucking make a Facebook post. Make a video. Kelsey and his fucking brother talk about it on your podcast. Advocate and educate. That's what that's what first responders and healthcare workers need right now. Mm-hmm. You know how many? Do you know how many departments and municipalities desperately may need? And don't even get me started on the rabbit hole to talk about this locally. But how many departments could benefit from files, fire safety sales taxes or public safety sales taxes? That the teams in those cities could advocate for publicly mm-hmm. and what use about, their platform. Just a fundraiser. So Hamlin had the toys for the underprivileged. Yeah, it's a great thing. He was looking to raise twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. What was the last count? Five Seven million. million. It's set. Jesus Christ. That's all. That's amazing. I think that's amazing to help people get get toys or get, or get something they need that are underprivileged. Yeah. That, that wasn't a matter of hours. Imagine if they all came together and to a common goal of education. Just education alone. What yeah. can be done? Well, dude, I mean, I whenever... Mean, as every NFL player or, or Roger Goodell have 
Thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions. Whenever we come together for a common goal in this country, there is no limit to what we can accomplish. Yeah. We've proven that in the past. The problem is we stay divided. The NFL might be the single biggest great unifier we have. Yeah. You know, I was... In this country. Not to bring up Joe Rogan, but I'm going to bring up Joe Rogan. He said something on his podcast. Yeah. He said something on his podcast with John Bernthal the other day, which I haven't finished at all, but... Um, they were talking about um, the George George Floyd thing and how – and he made the comment that we're so tribal and tribalism and, like, he was saying it in a, in a bad way, which I agree. Like, the way that we split up is, is not good. However, tribalism – Good. They hear us. Yeah. <laughs> I just got the cease and desist text. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Roger Goodell. Um, but here's the thing. Tribalism is not a bad thing. Tribalism has been throughout human history. What we all need to realize is we're part of a tribe called America. We're all the same people. Whether you were born here or not, you live here now, you're American. Guess what? We are all the same. We should have a common goal, and everybody needs to fucking get on board. You know, I what's interesting to me is where we where we teach this divide, right? Like, well, I it, mean, it, your political leaders no, are going to keep you divided because it's easier to control you in in school, right? The class is just thrown together, and you fucking learn to work it out, mm-hmm. like. We don't get to segregate this class over here and build a wall around this part of the class and have an extra safe space for this part of the class and time away for this part. They all figure it the fuck out. So where is it in our system that all of a sudden we've built this, like, because it's all that way through high school. I mean, like, you figure it out, and then you just go to college, and they're like, all right, whatever you want, just whatever whatever you want to do. Just, we don't care. Do, do what you want to do. Like, where? I, I just never I'm, understood that breakdown of... Honestly, I think it has something to do with colleges. It has something to do with the way our political system is run, where it's split into two parties, which two-party system's fucking terrible. But Canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't care. You can't cancel you can't me. You can't even elect a speaker of the house right now. I'm, yeah. I'm like Dave Chappelle. You can't cancel me. I love Dave Chappelle. Anyway, though. but so that's, And apparently Michael Jackson. He's not canceled either. That's Everybody, my whole... Just still loves him for R- some R- reason. Kelly's ass is going though. Yeah, he got he got Oop. super canceled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So that's that's my hope going forward. If we learn anything from this, is not not a dumbass new tackling rule, not anything like this. Let's just advocate and educate. Yeah, that's that's the single biggest thing the NFL and the NFL Players Association could do for their communities right now. Yeah, there's, there's what thirty two teams. Yeah, and thirty one cities in a, or thirty cities in a district. Is that right? Because you got two in New York and two in L A. Oh, you do have two in L A. now, don't you? So, twenty nine, twenty nine cities. No, it, whatever. Anyway, every a bunch ma- of cities. every major city. Yeah, every yeah. major major city, and some non major ones. And their surrounding suburban area. I mean, it's yeah. There's yeah. a lot. They have a lot of reach. And we're not talking about going and doing a photo op at your local fucking fire station. Like, do something real. Yeah. I mean, and, like, there are volunteers or small departments I'm sure could use equipment. But the main thing is, like, if we – we are public service. 
We are one with the public. We are the public. We are the civilians that we serve. And there has to be back and forth in that. It is a community buy-in. You are paying your taxes, and we are taking care of you. But there has to be give and take. There has to be homework. You have you have to educate yourself on how to best use those resources <laughs> for them to be available for yourself. I don't I don't disagree with that. I like the way you put it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I'd, I love the way you put it too. But I mean, unfortunately, we all know in this society that not everybody fucking contributes. You're right. But when you have a platform, is the NFL and the NFLPA? You need to fucking contribute. That is the best. That, like, there is no better chance. Yeah. There, there's like, it's shitty to say, but no other terrorists are flying planes into our buildings. There is no better advocacy right now for first responders and healthcare workers than the NFL. It doesn't get any bigger than that. And. Quite frankly, our own international better be down the ass of the NFLPA. It sucks that we had to get here. Thank God DeMar Hamlin is healthy. But if you really want to advocate for the service, which means you're advocating for the civilians that we serve, now is the time. And it makes me want to fucking pull what little hair I have out, <laughs> knowing that nobody's <laughs> going to take advantage of it. I mean, every, every time you watch an NFL game or even a college game, there's a lot of people on the sidelines that people just ignore. There's police officers, fire, EMS, medical staff. There's all one person the you see, and that's the state trooper protecting the head coach because he's the biggest buffest motherfucker in the state. <laughs> and he's got that hat on. Yeah, the Mount Me hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time they're like, "Hey, who's uh who hit the bench press this year for the Ohio Patrol?" Oh, it's Mark. Mark, you're in charge of coach. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> the number two guy gets the, the visiting coach every time. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's. That's my, I don't know if you wanted to call it final thought or inside of the episode that we finally led to that, but that's. I, I just want to see better education all around on basic first aid. And I, I think it, it, you could also highlight the abuse of 911. Like, like, yeah, I think some of that goes away with education. It, it does go with education because, I mean, those guys were paid to be there. The NFL and the stadiums pay for that service that way you're ready and available i mean okay let's just let's put it this way to people that maybe don't know what is the biggest reason for decrease of fires building fires and house fires in the fire service education education and smoke alarms smoke education alarm. and aeds like smoke alarms you know what i mean fire deaths significantly like 95 like that's why do we not run a lot of house fires anymore because we've educated the public on how to be safe and we've, we've changed building we've codes. We've set codes. We've edu- like we've done all this, and it worked. But yet, as a country, and th- this this goes for every aspect of healthcare, we're like, oh man, fires are a problem. We should do something about that. All right, let's educate people. Okay. Oh shit, it worked. Man, our healthcare system is taxed. What should we do about it? Create a pain scale. <laughs> what? Yeah. Fucking what? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, it's always it's always somebody else will do something about it. It's like the fucking video I posted the other day about mental health, about don't wait on somebody else to fix your fucking mental health. It's your mental health. I think everybody Take ownership. watch the uh, first five minutes of the newsroom again. Yeah. Best opening scene ever. Let's create a patient satisfaction survey. Okay, Linda. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, it just I'll give you a perfect example. Our city was number two in the nation in our cardiac arrest save rate. That was when we changed our protocol and went to hands-only CPR, continuous compressions, and passive ventilation. And we had the second greatest save rate in the country. Guess who had the first? King County, Seattle. Did they change their protocol? No. They changed their education standard. They taught hands-only CPR classes all throughout their metropolitan areas. They put AEDs in every building that wanted it, every city bus that wanted it, and guess fucking what? No matter how much you change your protocol, no matter how much you change the newest, fanciest equipment, education will always win. Because when you have the public buy-in, everybody's bought in. It's that simple. The data shows it. Yeah. Well, it comes down to taking a little bit of responsibility for yourself and your community. So so many people are worried about liability and being sued for doing something that the Good Samaritan Act. I was getting there. Yeah, he was on fire, so I shot him. (laughs) I was being a Good Samaritan. All right, Yellowstone. So he didn't spread to the other (laughs) building. He was running towards more people on fire, and I was worried about him, so I shot him. Anyway, back, back to our dark humor and how we deal with the, the stuff we see. And- yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, that goes along with, I mean, I hate to go down the preparedness rabbit hole and be your own first responder and all that shit, you but have to be. you have to be. Because look, I mean, when you call 911 and you need a cop or a firefighter or an EMT or a paramedic, guess what? Or a taxi. Yeah. It's going to take a little while for them to get there. Mm-hmm. So you can either A... Sit there with your thumb up your ass and do fuck all and potentially bleed out or let your mom who's having a heart attack fucking die for the seven to eight to nine, ten minutes that it's going to take an ambulance to get there. Or you could maybe do some hands-only CPR and potentially save her life. I have, the public would be shocked by the amount of times people refuse to do CPR mm-hmm. out of fear for their loved ones. I see it. How many times have we ran codes and we mm-hmm. see it in the notes? Family refusing to do CPR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The public would just, they would fucking have a coronary if they truly mm-hmm. saw the data on that. Yeah. Well, then you talk, you talk about the time it takes for people to get there. And I've, I've seen reports on the news about response times and nationally, but they don't talk about why. Yeah. And the real reasons why. And staffing is part of it. That's as part of it. But the call volume. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about the makeup of that call volume. And how many of those calls we don't need to run. Sorry, yeah. Linda. It took us. We had to come from a neighboring jurisdiction because your neighbor here called for a headache. Yeah. Or toe pain. Or my tooth is affected. Yeah. Yeah. And or we, I just need a ride to my doctor's appointment. And we don't have the ability to say... Hey, Bob, go fuck yourself. We're going over to your neighbor Linda's house. We, we don't get to say that. No. And the public has no idea. It, it's our own fault. It, it is. It's, it's, it's department's... That's the fire service. It's department's own fault. Um, what, is every, what does every yes. department have now? What does every department have? A social media team. Or guy. Or gal. Or, yeah. they, or they them. They all have a social media individual. 
we've got a social media individual for this podcast. So don't draw comparisons to fire service. What? Because they do fuck all the same. But what I'm saying is, you you see the ones that are good. Mm-hmm. Like, we're luckily to have one locally. Lawrence PD has one of the best social media persons I've ever seen. Their Twitter is fucking hilarious. Like, it's doable. Like, it's doable. You know? They, they could have the, the, the guy that says, hey, clean your windshield before you drive in the snow. Or you could have the Lawrence guy that says, you don't drive a tank, don't just clear a porthole, you're not tank commander, be safe while driving. Like, just, you can make it what you want. And we've seen the departments that do PSAs about pulling to the right or, obey, like, we see them. They're there. And if, you're, if your department isn't doing that, that's on you. Like, if you're sitting in admin or you're yeah. sitting in leadership in your department complaining about a problem without addressing it with the public, well, that's see, on you. That, that brings us back to somebody else will do it. It's not my responsibility. We have we have a station that has a Facebook page with more followers than our entire department. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing as a collective volunteer? Because they're not getting paid to do it. They're doing it amongst themselves. Why are they doing better than people that are actually fucking paid to do it with a budget to do it? That literally means you are doing fuck all. Actually, we have two stations with more followings in our actual department. Yeah. I mean, shit needs to change. NFL, we're looking at you. <laughs> fix <Yeah>. this. <laughs> fix, fix, the, fix the country, NFL. <laughs> if anybody you, has you the power grown, to do it, they You do. have grown fat off of the teat of the people. <laughs> I mean, nothing is incorrect about that statement. <laughs> no, I mean for years and years and years they didn't pay fucking taxes. They were a five hundred one c three. Yeah, I, I looked that up just to. Yeah, I didn't I, when I read the article. I didn't look at the date on it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, my bad. I apologize. No, but I mean, they were for a long time. They were a nonprofit yeah. organization, just yeah. making money hand over fucking fist. You know who the biggest unifier in this country is? Roger Goodell. What does the entire country think of Roger Goodell? He's a <laughs> dipshit. They all hate him, but everybody does it. Gay, straight, black, white, Asian, left, right, doesn't matter. They all hate Roger Goodell. He's the biggest unifier in this country. We all fucking hate him. <laughs> oh, and he can fix it. He can. God damn it. And you'd think, you would think he would. He'd be like, you know what? I'm really tired of getting booed for 30 straight times of walking out of the draft. What do I have to do to fix it? You would fucking think or he would may, care. You know what? Maybe he enjoys it and he'll do the old reverse psychology. That's... He'd be like, don't learn CPR. <laughs> and then next thing you know, everybody learns CPR. CPR <laughs> is stupid. Paramedics <laughs> suck. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Final I think he thoughts. likes being the villain. I think he does, too. I don't know. Because he grins every fucking time he walks out for the draft. He's like Vince McMahon. Yeah. Every fucking time he walks out there with a bigger grin and the boos get louder. I wonder if it's in his contract. He gets like so many millions of dollars per boo. (laughs) Or a dollar per boo and they have to count up all the people. Like actually, Probably that. You know what? That's what I want to see. (laughs) Player fines go to um, community charities. Every where do the fines go? Community charities. No, right now we're if if NFL player gets fined, where does it go? Community charities. 
That's where it goes. Yeah. Oh. Every fucking penny of a fine next year better go towards AEDs. Every fucking one. Well, I don't disagree with that statement. However, what what charities would they be cutting out that wouldn't be getting money? I don't want to see charities lose money either because there's so many good charities out there. And I don't want to see people die. I win. (laughs) Sorry. Well, (laughs) some of those charities might be keeping people alive. Well, the ones that are. I bet some money goes to St. Jude's. Yeah. So, but you got to be alive to get St. Jude, bro. They it's don't for take, the it's for the children. They don't take dead kids at St. Jude's. Your heart's in <laughs> your heart's in the right place, but <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to <laughs> have to disagree with you. I think we can make. I don't. We I don't can think make it's... the big. We can make the wheel as big and beautiful as we want it. But if the first cog is broken, the wheel doesn't work. I don't think they should take away from the charities they're already giving to. What I think they should do is they post billion-dollar profits. Maybe maybe match. Maybe get a couple AEDs. I mean, that's enough to get a yeah. couple. I, th- I think maybe a, an organization. Maybe even a carrying case. Yeah. If we really want to splurge, we might give one of them a carrying case. Yeah. I, I think an organization that cases. that makes that much money can afford to, to you don't, do some. You good. don't think fucking Zoll's not making money on their carrying cases? There's an extra charge for that. Yeah, they just don't tell you it's worked into the price. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your first two oil changes when you buy a car. It's in the price you paid for those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not free. No such I, thing as a free. I lot, bought man. this eighty thousand dollar car, but I got two free oil changes. Did you? <laughs> and a tire rotation. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, and a warranty. <laughs> but we won't you, cover that. You yeah, pay, you paid extra for or that. that. Yeah. Didn't cover yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking scam. Anyway, final you, thoughts. You know, I I didn't know. My ex was telling me that. So she worked in uh, a dealership. Was like the finance director. Mm-hmm. She made fucking buku money. I'm like, mm-hmm. how? You're not selling anything. She's like. Oh, it's not that. She's like, I lose money if you buy a car cash. I get money from the kickback companies, from the financers. And I'm like, you dirty bitch. <laughs> like, I yeah. never knew. Never yeah. knew. But how many of us can pay, go out and buy a car cash? And, and like. Well, not anymore. And she's like, yeah, if somebody came here paying cash, I would pay them, like, the price went up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm never buying a car again. Fuck all of y'all. I'll yeah, build you them. No. Yeah, you will. I probably will. He's going to have a new truck tomorrow. Probably. At the rate mine's falling apart, yes. <laughs> what? Just, okay, I was ready gotta, to wrap the episode up until that. What the fuck fighter. do you do to vehicles, man? I don't know. I don't know. Well, the meth head hit my truck. That's not my fault. And then that's when the tire fell off. Not, not my fault. And the tire went and hit the tractor trailer and he couldn't dump his grain because it crushed his grain hopper. That's not my fault. Um. Yeah, but the you, the Jeep transmission going out. That's not my fault. Really? The second time. Really? And not my fault. You put forty inch tires on it and regeared it to Shh, some. The warranty sp- company may be listening. They're not listening. <laughs> you put some dumbass fucking gearing on it. It's not dumb. Apparently, yeah, it if is. If it went out again, no, it's tuned. It's tuned. It's tuned. And yet you have constant fucking problems. I've had two problems. 
A really? transmission I, and a transmission. <laughs> I've seen you drive your Jeep like three times in the years I've known you. It's Did in the fucking shop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the You're last truck, the, the, the last truck that you had, that that's set for three years. That's my problem. It's set for three years, and I rebuilt it, and didn't do everything. <laughs> yeah, like a working gas gauge. And then when it was done, <laughs> everything worked, and then I sold. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's doing great. Maybe we should have some uh, (laughs) mechanical education. (laughs) I guess. Look. How long until the bike doesn't work? No, bike works great. When's the last time you changed the oil on it? Have you ridden it since November? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you have a rust bucket. Because I guarantee you, you didn't fucking wash it, did you? No, I did. God, no, yes, I did. Got the fucking salt off. Did you wash it, wash it, or did you just spray it off? Washed it, washed it. Get underneath the wheel wells. Did you take them off? No, you stupid. didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, okay, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so your fenders are going to rust the fuck out. No, they're not. Yes, they will. I got it. I got in there all nice and deep, like. <laughs> Never have you ever got in there nice <laughs> and deep, like. <laughs> anyway, all right. Final thoughts. Advocate and educate. We have there's a platform now for a lot of good work to be done in communities, and I hope the people that have those platforms and the ability to do that recognize the need and act on it. Learn, learn CPR. It it's been it, it was shown to save someone's life. The fact that they were there in seconds, and you're talking it when it comes to CPR, seconds is life and death. Don't wait. And quality of life. Seconds is quality. And quality of life. The longer your brain goes without oxygen, the the faster it dies, and the more damage is done. Yeah. Early CPR saves lives. Yeah. And I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for Hamlin. Sounds like he's doing Yeah, I want want him to walk out of the hospital. Yeah. He's done playing in the the NFL, though. I think he's he's done. You think? think I'm not risking it again. I ain't fucking risking it. And he was a good player too. I'm he sure he's a good player. I'm sure there's a lawsuit to be had that will set him up nicely. I think he gets paid his contract out. He should because if the I bills, think if he's, the bills don't, they look like shit. I think he's back playing next year. Mm. Oh, I you I know what? Know. I wonder what the um I don't know the secondary rate for Cordis is. Like if it's you know like if you separate your shoulder, you're more likely to separate. Yeah. I wonder if it's like. I don't think it's what was how bad is the damage going to be done? Because technically, as as technically it can happen to anybody. It's just the R on T phenomenon. It is. Yeah, yeah. Disruption of perfect blood timing. Yeah, yeah. It it, he would have to get hit the exact same way at the exact perfect moment. Yeah, like. But I mean, what, like I said, what's what's the extent of the damage that's going to be done? That's why I think he's probably not coming back to play. Uh, he was good. He was he was good. He was, dude. You've seen all. It'll be the comeback story of the year next year. I, I didn't think Alex Smith, Smith was coming back either. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and he was the first one that popped in my mind. And have yeah, you yeah. seen his fucking leg? Oh, not since not since the ones where he about lost it. I saw yeah. those pictures. The well, the after effect, what it looks like now. Oh yeah, it's all. It's dude. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, how he was able to play on that thing. I mean, it looks like he. Dude, I could be wrong. It looks I like he went be. through a shark attack. 
It really, that's what I equate that, what his leg looked like now. What will, what will always baffle me about that was it was same field, same teams, same day. Was it 20 years apart or 30 years apart of uh It was 20 years. No. It was the 90s when Theismann did it. Early 90s. like And same yeah. quarter, too, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. I know there's a lot of similarities. That was That's what was fuck creepy. Yeah. I know it was the same score. I do know it was the same score. I had to, to look it up again. Yeah, which then I was like, I mean, maybe the NFL scripted, but fuck, that was a dirty right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they go that deep in the script. Uh, yeah, that's called a callback, and uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to call that one back. <laughs> no. It's not a good optic. That was horrible. Both, um, of, them, both of them were horrible. And, you know, this this is horrible, too. Yeah, I hope, oh. I hope he's able to come back, and I hope he's given the option where he's cleared. I just i I don't see it. I don't, dude. I don't know. There's a lot of guys wrong before, there, man. I, here's know. the thing: there's a lot of guys that have a cardiac arrest and are back to running marathons. Running a marathon yeah. is not the same as playing safety in the NFL. Yeah, no. But. Well, dude, as much as I don't care for him because of just how he is, but David Goggins. I mean, that dude's had two heart surgeries. It's fucking AFib, all this shit, and he runs ultra marathons and does all this extreme fucking physical shit. But does he have NFL running backs running at him full speed? <laughs> like that's just, you know what I mean? Like that's okay. Is is that harder than running a hundred miles in a day? I, I have a chance. Of, I have a chance of survival for the hundred miles in a day. I'm not saying it's a high chance, but it's higher than we're, taking on an NFL running back. I'll, I'll follow him in the, in the, in the truck. <laughs> we're absolutely going to film that shit yep. and put it on 100 miles. Fucking Instagram. Yeah, 24 hours. We're going to document it. What's my pace? 24 hours. No, what's the pace got to be at that? Um, I don't know. What's the math problem for it? Um, 100 divided by 24. Is that five minute miles? Damn near. The ballpark. Mm, yeah, I don't know. 100? I'm not a math guy. It's a mile. Uh, oh, what's... Tw- 24. Oh, somebody... Oh, hold so on. So that's four miles an hour. Somebody take 24 times 60. So four miles an hour is 1, only... 1,440. That's a 20-minute mile. Cons- over consistently. Yeah. It's a 20-minute mile for 24 hours. Yeah. That's not right. Yeah, you'd do four miles, just just over four miles an hour. Yeah. 20-minute mile means three in an hour, 15, right? 15-minute 15 15 mile. It's a 15-minute mile. 15-minute mile. I would almost guarantee you that you can't run a 15-minute mile right now. Oh, I for one mile. I've been running 10-minute miles at the station every day. On a treadmill. That's uh-huh. totally different running it on the road. Do I have to do this on the road? You can't you know run what? it on a fucking treadmill. You can do it on a track. Yeah, you can do it on a track, but it's still different. It is much, Tune in much- next week for a live <laughs> broadcast as I attempt 100 miles. So it's, not, it's not so much that. It's the days afterwards and what it does to your body. I... 
kill me for all I care. I just want to throw middle fingers in your faces as I cross before 24 hours. And after that, I, if I croak, that's fine. We don't want you to die, man. But I want to prove you wrong. <laughs> it's not worth More than I care about dying. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. You're not going to do it. So does he have to run or can he, you know, I just have to complete, I mean, roll. 50-minute mile under his own power, not riding something. So that you can walk it, you can run it, you can do a combination of both. But your two legs have to get you there. How about we start with a 25 25 (laughs) miles in a day? I could walk that. That's walkable. You could walk 50 miles in 24 hours. Let's start start small and work your way up to the big one. We'll let you guys know what happens. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, final thoughts for you? Yeah. Final thoughts for me. Um, NFL, NFLPA, get off your ass, do something. Take advantage of it's horrible as it is to say this is an opportunity to do some real good and make some real change. Um, so have the balls to do it. Um, fire departments, police departments, take that same initiative. Don't wait on the fucking NFL and the NFLPA because there's no guarantee they're going to do anything. So take some initiative, get out in your own communities and do some good. Teach people hands only CPR. It is possible. I know everybody's short staffed. We're all fucking overworked. This might take a little bit off of your plate. A little tiny bit. A teeny tiny bit. Just a smidge. Yeah. But everything fucking helps at this point. So, um, yeah. Take care of yourself. Thanks for stopping by. If you know somebody that is struggling, reach out. Let them know you care. Let them know there are resources out there. Uh, if you are struggling, fucking be self-aware. Take some initiative. Don't wait on somebody to come fucking save you. Take charge of your mental health. You know, we talk about awareness and all that stuff, like I said on the other video, but awareness is only the first step. You actually have to do something. Quit waiting on somebody else. So, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time.